0: Start. uh, Let's look at Matthew chapter 5 and verses 14 through 16. We're also going to look at Joshua chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. And then we'll just park it in Joshua for a little bit. Amen. Matthew chapter 5. Some of y'all are dependent on the screen, you are screen dependent. I'm not saying there's anything bad about that, but what you need to do is you need to have it on your phone or have it on a tablet or you need to have it in the print version. Because what happens if the screen goes out? You know, then you're up a creek. So you might as well just go ahead and have it ready. Uh, you can get it You can get it on your phone. You can get it on just about any device you can get the Bible on now. And uh, if you don't have a Bible, get a Bible and bring a Bible with you. Amen. those print versions are still good. Matthew chapter 5, beginning at verse number 4, it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. I know that it seems like we're really pushing this theme, but that is so true. We are the light of the world. Jesus said, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. And then, here in Matthew, He says, you are the light of the world. Verse 15, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Man, and verse 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. And I want to look at two more verses before you see to Joshua 3.3 3 and three, four in the New King James. Joshua 3.3 3 says, and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest, the Levites bearing it, Then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. Amen. I want to preach for the next few moments on this simple subject, Be the Church. Be the church. Lord Jesus, we thank You for Your Word. Thank You for what You're doing in this house. I pray, God, that You would help us to draw closer to You and over the next few moments, God, that we would uh, surrender and turn everything over to You so that we can be the church that You intend for us to be. And God, we'll give You the praise and all the glory. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. I want us to look ahead just a little bit because we are... At a critical time, Amen. I know some of you realize it is the last Sunday of the year, and uh, it's a critical time because you know there's there's not much left of 2018, and we're getting ready to start in 2019. The great thing about New Year's, and I love I love New Year's for so many reasons. One of the main reasons that I love New Year's is because it's never it's it, it's never it seems like it doesn't matter what year it is it's never more optimistic than it is January 1st. It's never more positive than it is January 1st. I don't care what the year is. It it just seems like January 1st brings with it this fresh slate, this brand new start. And uh, I I saw a picture not too long ago of, of a tree trunk that had been completely leveled. How many of you saw that? And it's got this little sprout right in the middle of it, and it says it's never too late to start over. I just think that's the coolest concept, that you can actually start over. And I think one of the great things about having a New Year's is you can look and you can say, you know what, Uh, there was a lot of things that happened the year this year or the year before, there's been a lot of things that brought me to this point, but next year, amen, we're, we're going to have in just a couple days, a brand new year and 365 days, amen, start over. So I want us just to look ahead for a minute and I want us to, to kind of get a concept just just for a, a, a few moments here today of what would God have for me to be? What would God have for me to be? If God could have His way in my life, and God could say in the next 365 days, this is what I want from you. I want you just to kind of let that concept roll around in your brain. If God had His way, if God, you know, sometimes your kids, they want it a certain way, right? You're like, we're going to have broccoli, and we're going to have healthy things tonight. They're like, I want pizza. Right, And if they have it their way all the time, all you'll eat is chicken nuggets and pizza and hot dogs and cheeseburgers. That's all you'll eat. And mac and cheese. That's all you're going to be eating if they have it their way. But you know, it's, what's, it's not best for them to have that stuff on a regular basis and that that's all they eat. I had a friend and all of their kids would eat was chicken nuggets and ketchup. That's all they would eat, chicken nuggets and ketchup. Now, I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody that, that, that's that way, but that parent had to work in other things. They had to help them develop other tastes for other things because, you know, if all you ever eat is chicken nuggets and ketchup, whew, I'm telling you, that poor kid, man, it, it, it was rough. But you're saying, Pastor, what are, you, what are you talking about? I'm saying that we have appetites for certain things, but what if God had His way? You ever know those parents that they force health food down the kids' throat all the time? And it's like, you're going to eat healthy. You're not going to eat anything processed. You're not going to eat anything sugary. You're not going to eat anything. And they go through the whole list of things that they're not going to have. And the kid's like, you know, he comes over to your house, and you're like, you want a Popsicle? And he's like, yeah! (laughs) You want some ice cream? Oh, yeah! They just, you know, they get excited. Or you give them a candy bar piece of candy. They flip out, and you're like, man... There's something going on there. What, what's the deal? Well, the parent is is in charge, so they're getting their weight most of the time and they're eating all these super, super healthy foods. And and so I'm wondering sometimes if we're not like the kid and, and God is not like the parent who is trying to get us to eat healthier, to do better, to make sure that we get the nourishment that we actually need. And we're like, no, bring on the Twinkies and the, you know, the Oreos and whatever else. And so sometimes we have our way. He's like, okay, fine, alright. You want the junk food? You can have it. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not a bully. I'm not going to keep you from it. But ultimately, if He had His way, we would eat healthier. We would live better, right? Right. Now think about this. What if God had His way in your spiritual life in the next 365 days? Mm -hmm. Well, what would that look like? What would you look like on December Uh, 30th, 2019. What would that look like? When we get to church and we're having church if the Lord should tarry uh, next year at this last Sunday of the year, what would your life look like if Jesus actually had His way next year? Isn't that a cool thought? How many of you want that? I want that. I, I don't want to get to the end of next year and be like... Well, it started out good. <laughs> started out really good. You know, I was doing good for the first couple of weeks, but then I just kind of tapered off. And that's how a lot of people live not just their life and their New Year's resolutions, but that's how a lot of people live their whole spiritual life. It's like they'll do good for a week or two and then they're off. And then they'll do good for a month and then they're off. And then they'll come back for a week and they'll feel God's power and oh, everything's good and then they're off again. I want us to look at this Scripture and I want us to understand that God intends the crossroads to be a powerful church. He intends for the people at the crossroads to be powerful people. He intends for your family to be a powerful family. And the Scripture tells us that they had not passed this way before. I would say that what we're going to see God do... And the places God is going to lead you specifically to and your family and our churches to in the, in the new year is not something that we have seen before. All right. I, I don't know how to say this, but I, I feel in my spirit that God is doing some things that we can't even imagine right now because we're so, we're, we're so clouded with human thinking and the things that we, we expect God to do in a certain way. And, and I, I mean, I thank God for Moses and I thank God for Aaron and I, I thank God for everything that's gone on before us and the way that this church got started and the way that the Radcliffe Church was started. And I thank God for the generation of people that got us to where we are right now. Amen. But I believe that this church is on the way to the promised land. Amen. I believe that God wants to bring mighty revival and a, a, an outpouring of His Spirit and, and, and a, just a move of God that stays with us like we have never Never seen before. I think we're going to have new experiences. I think there's going to be new challenges, and there's going to be new opportunities. And I think that this is the greatest time to be living for the Lord. Amen. I think that we are in the best place to be serving God with all of our heart. It's not time to hold anything back, but I think we're in the time and the the, the, the time of, of, of history and the time looking forward into the future that we need to give God everything that we have. We need to surrender completely, and the scripture goes into uh, the the fact that they needed to be following the ark. Now, this is the this is the point. God chose the children of Israel, right? He chose them. He wanted them to be His people, so He called them out, and then He was giving them specific directions, and He told them that they needed to follow, Amen. This this ark of the covenant. He wanted them to uh, follow directions, and so. I believe that we need the Lord's guidance in order to become the church that he wants us to be. I believe that each and every one of us individually, we need the Lord's guidance to become the people he wants us to be. I I can't, I don't know if I can make this clear enough, but until we begin becoming the people he wants us to be, we'll never have the family he wants us to have, and we sure enough won't have the church that he intends us to be. Amen. It starts with everybody say it starts with me. Amen. We need the Lord's guidance to be the church because it is a new direction. We're not going to have the same kind of revival that we had 17 years ago. We're not going to have the same kind of revival that they had in the 70's, in the 80's, in the 90's. We live in a different society today. We live in a different world. Now I realize we've got the same message but we are using different methods than we used back then. I realize some things that worked back then may not still be working today, but there are some methods that are working. Amen. There are some things that God intends for us to use, so we've got to have His direction. And then the children of Israel needed to follow the presence of God, his presence which was represented by the ark. They needed to follow the ark and they needed to follow their godly leaders. Joshua gave the direction from God. The priests and the Levites carried out that direction so that the people could follow. But the scripture says and we just read it that the people needed to leave space between them and the ark. Now, I don't know I don't know if that that, when I first read that, it kind of bugged me. I thought, no, God, I want to be as close as I can to Your presence. I want to be as close as I can. I just want to be right in the middle of... You know, that's how we talk, right? But when I realized the purpose of why He said, you need to be seeking after it, you need to be going after it, you need to be following after it, because we as people sometimes, we lose the vision of God's presence in our lives. We lose the vision. We get, we get sideways, amen? And we can't even see the presence of God in our life. We, we sometimes, if we're not careful, we jump ahead of His leading. How many times uh, do you think that the, 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 these children of Israel didn't want to jump in front of the ark and say, well, I know, I know the best way to go. I've been this way before. I know this route. I, I think I remember this from something that I read. Amen. And all of us, we have that tendency to want to get ahead of God. Amen. But they had to have the space to allow enough space and time to correct their course should they get off course. They had to be flexible in following God's leadership. One of the things that I have learned in the last 17 years of pastoring is that things rarely go as we plan them to go. Amen. I, I, I'm, I'm a planner. I love to plan. I love to, man, we're going to do this. This is how it's going to be. And everything's going to be awesome. And we got a plan, right? And it's awesome to have a plan. In fact, I think if you don't have a plan, you might as well just plan to fail because that's what you're doing. You have no plan that you can't get anywhere because you just sit around and wait for it to happen. And it's not going to happen like that. But I do think that there's got to be flexibility, amen, as we follow God. We have to be able to say, okay, we thought it was going to be this way, but now we see that God's moving this way, so we're going to adjust and we're going to go with this. The point is that we're following after God. We're seeking after God. We want God's will to be done. So we must, as as an individual, as a a family, as a church, there's got to be a sensitivity in us. Now let me, I, I know that I'm getting a little deep and it may be a little deep for afternoon service, but stick with me for just a minute. If we are going to become the church, if we are going to be the church, There has to be an individual sensitivity in you about what God wants for the church that is you. Is that too deep? We can't be the church unless we have sensitivity to know what God wants the church to do and what God wants the church to be. So if we're going to be the church and stop just having church whenever we get together, then we're going to have to be sensitive. So this is what uh, God tells them to do. We read on in Joshua 3, 5. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Now, I, I know y'all saw, you all saw, just. I kind of snuck up on you with that, right? Everything was good. He said, we're going to go a new way. Things are going to be awesome. And he said, we're going to follow after God. And then he says, wait a second. Stop. Sanctify yourself. Before we go any further, before you go into this new year, before you start to become who God intends for you to be, sanctify yourself. Now, that's a pretty. That, that's. That's pretty uh, serious there. Sanctify yourself. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. What does that mean? That means we got to separate ourselves unto God's purpose. We cannot keep doing the same things that we used to do. We can't keep being the same person that we used to be. Even when it's inconvenient for us. Even when it's inconvenient for our family. We must sanctify ourselves and set ourselves apart to be holy for God. Amen. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean... There are some things that we've got to start putting our faith into action. We've got to start saying, okay God... I know you expect more of me. I want to spend more time with you today. I know that you're wanting to draw me closer to you. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend time in your presence today. I'm going to read your Word today. I'm going to apply your Word to my life. You say, well, Pastor, that sounds like something we do on Sundays. That shouldn't be something we do just on Sunday. It should be something we do every day. It should be what you start your day off. God, I want to be in your presence. God, I, I want to be who you want me to be today. And if we'll be sensitive to Him, Amen, He'll open those doors. I can't I can't tell you how many days and how many opportunities that God has given me just because I said, "Okay, God, it, it can't be about me today. Whatever you want for my life." Does life happen? Yeah. Do you have bad days? Absolutely. Amen. Not every day are, are you going to have a successful, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to say this, but a successful venture into this Christian life. Not every day is going to be perfect. Some days you're going to blow it big time. But good thing that you know and I know is there's grace for those days. There's grace that's going to carry you through when you mess up. Amen? So Joshua 1.1 says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan and you and all this people to the land which I am giving them, the children of Israel." I want you to notice what he says in verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said, to Moses. This was calling them to step out. This was calling them, amen, to put one foot in front of the other spiritually. And uh, for them, it was a natural thing. For us, it's more of a spiritual thing. We have to have strength and courage. The strength and courage that we need, amen, is only going to come from us having the right spiritual diet. It's only going to come from us spending time in the presence of God and being aware of the presence of God. Being able to notice the presence of God and just hype, amen. And so we've got to be tuned in. In and, and and every place he said that the sole of your foot will tread upon. I have given you. I, I can't, I don't know how to say this. I, I feel this in me so strong, and and I, I, I really want this to come out right. So I'm trying to mold my words and make it make it sound right, but but I feel like what God wants to do with those of you that are, are here and those of you that are listening is that God really wants to, to influence others through you. He wants to give you influence with the people that are around you. Every place the sole of your foot that it will tread, I have given you. Amen. The Scripture talks about how we are blessed. Amen. To be a blessing to those that are around us. That's why God has put you in the place that you are in. Because every place... Every place, everywhere you go, every person that you have contact with, every connection that you make, every friend, every family member, God wants to give them to you. Why? Because it's not His will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God has set you out to be a liberating force. Amen. The Bible, we just read it in Matthew. Amen. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. He intends for us... To be the church, not to be the church in timidity, not to be the church in fearfulness, not to be the church in anxiety, not to be the church in stress and worry. But He wants us to be the light of the world, to be the city that is set on a hill. And so if we are ever going to be the church that He wants us to be, we've got to move in faith and action. We've got to have strength and courage. And the only way that happens, amen, Joshua 1.5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave you or nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people shall you divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. God has intended for you to take spiritual territory. I don't know if I, you. Maybe you're sleeping on me. I, I can't hear you. So maybe you're sleeping right now. I, I don't know. Maybe it's afternoon nap time. God has intended greater things for you. God has intended marvelous things for you. He, he's got the best in store for you. But somehow you're going to have to muster up some courage to be strong and be of good courage. And if you will, amen, if you will move forward, He said, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. If you'll say, God, whatever you want from my life today, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Amen. I don't understand why I'm going through but I will not leave you and I will not forsake you. And I don't understand how this is going to but I will not leave you and I will not forsake you amen and if you'll have courage be strong and of good courage I will give you the inheritance amen we must obey we must be persistent in our obedience that's not a popular concept in the generation we live because rebellion seems to be the order of the day questioning authority seems to be the norm and if you don't do that then you're not really doing your job this is what he said only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you do not turn I tell you, if you, could, if you could just apply some Scripture to your life today, I, I promise you one thing. If you will let God lead you, amen. I know we'd make a joke about it, let the Lord lead you. If you really would let the Lord lead you, your life would be so much different. God, do you want me to take this job or not? God, do you want me to buy this car or not? God, do you want me to uh, have a relationship with this person or not? God, do you do you want this for my life or not? If we would let the Lord lead us, amen. He said, have I not commanded you, if you would just stay obedient to the words of this law, if you would do all that is written in it, I'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. Amen. Amen. We've got to exercise patience and diligence until the victory comes in Joshua 6 verse 2. The Lord said to Joshua, see I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. The seven priests shall bear the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark, but the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout with a very great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. God says, I am giving you the victory. I'm giving you the way to have the victory. If you'll do it my way, you're going to have the victory. Yes. Right. I, I wish somebody in this place would know that whatever you do, if you'll just follow God's directions, you've got the victory. Right. Amen. Yes. You are going to have the victory. You go your own way. You try it another way. You may have some, uh, some part-time success or some temporary success, but if you'll go God's way, you're going to have success. Amen. You're going to have permanent success. You're going to have long-lasting victory. Amen. We have God's assurance that we will have victory. We have His assurance that we will be spiritually prosperous and have good success. Amen. If you understand what God is trying to do, all you have to do is follow Him. Separate yourself unto God. God, I, I don't know uh, what, what, what all You want from me this year. I'm not sure where You're taking me this year. But God will work miracles. He will work signs and wonders in your life and in your family. I mean, some of you know you shouldn't even be here today. What God is doing, amen. You shouldn't even be here today. But God has been good to you. And God has brought you back, amen. And God has brought you to a place of safety and a place of health and hope. And you didn't have much hope. Oh, you you didn't have much life but God has brought you to abundant life and, and he's giving you a promise for a better tomorrow Joshua said to the people sanctify yourselves for the Lord tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you this is why we've got to be the church because God wants to do marvelous things God wants to do greater things God has greater things in store but if we just come to church we're missing the main point of what God wants to do in our life if all we do is church on Sunday. We're missing the big picture, and the big picture is we're supposed to be the church. Everywhere we go, we're supposed to be the church. At our jobs, we're supposed to be the church. In our neighborhoods, we're supposed to be the church. I realize some of you say, "Well, Pastor, you know that that doesn't always go so well." I get it. Not not every time uh, that, that you reach out, is somebody going to automatically come and, and, and feel God's presence? But if you'll be the church, Amen. You're giving them a fighting chance. If you'll be the church, you're giving them a fighting chance. Amen. We've got a great opportunity in 2019. We're going to see. Look, we're going to have some new happen. We're going to have some new happen. We're going to. Have, we're going to see some things. I believe that we are going to see some things. God has already promised. We're standing on His promise. I believe we're going to see some things we haven't seen in the last 17 years. I believe we're going to see them this next year. Amen. I'm trusting God. I'm believing by faith that God is going to work it out so this is what I want us to do as I close today I want us to begin by sanctifying ourselves I want us to start before we go and do anything else today before we leave this place I don't, it doesn't matter to me if you come here or if you stay right where you are but I wish every one of us would find our knees today and we would sanctify ourselves what do you mean pastor? what do you mean I need to sanctify myself? I repented already I'm good to go I mean set yourself apart unto God I, I'm not talking about just God forgive me for my sins, but God, if there's stuff that doesn't need to be in my life, remove it or remove me from it. God, if there are things that are, that are keeping me from walking with You like You want me to walk with You, then take those things out of my life. Now, now you've got to be a little bit brave to pray that, but, but that's okay. That's sanctifying yourself. It's separating yourself. It's saying, God, there are things in my life right now that I probably don't need. And if you'll just take them out, if you'll help me to remove those things from my life, I'll serve you better. I'll live for you stronger. Amen. I'll have more courage. And then I want you to, to do me a favor, and, and it's not just for me, but it's for you too. I want you to make a commitment that you won't just come to church. Come <laughs> on. In 2019, I'm not just coming to church. Some of you are like, well, I would just wish more people would just come to church. Me too. But for those of us that come to church, let's not just come to church. Let's be the church. Let's be the church while we're here. Let's be the church when we leave. Let's be the church that shines in a dark world. Amen? And brings others to the light. Every time we come to church should be another opportunity. Every time. Every time. What could God do today? What does God want to do today? I don't know, but man, I know He's going to do something. I know God's got something up His sleeve. I was talking to my dad the other day, and I looked down and I said, Dad, what you got up your sleeve? It was a dryer sheet. You never know what God has up His sleeve. You just never know. Some days it might be a dryer sheet. I don't know, but, but I do know that God has some, some pretty cool things up His sleeve. There's nothing, that he said that his arm is not short and his arm is not slack as some men count slackness. That means he's, he's going to do what he promised to do. We, we read it earlier today, but he said, I, I'm going to do, I'm going to perform my word in your life. Every time we come to church is another opportunity. So worship, praise, it ought to be something that we get used to every service. Amen. Not just that one service every once in a couple months where everybody's excited and you know we sang the right songs or we had the right preacher and everybody gets excited. But what if you, you made it your mission to not sit like a bump on a log every Sunday? Wow. What if you decided, I don't care how bad pastor preaches, I'm going to make him preach the house down today. <laughs> I don't care if I'm if I'm tired and, and, and they sang off key and Pastor came in where he wasn't supposed to come in and Tiresha put the wrong key in and Josh messed the drums up and all that. I don't care because today I'm going to worship God because He's worthy. And I, I know my worship is going to usher in an atmosphere Amen. for others to receive what God has for them. Pastor, you don't understand. You're, you're preaching to the choir. You're preaching to the people who want to see things go well. I, I know, but I want you to hear me today. I don't want you to be weary and well-doing. I realize that you guys come to church more than anybody else comes to church. And you guys worship usually more than anybody else, but don't let that be the reason to say I'm taking a Sunday off in 2019. I, I'm gonna just, I'm going to come, but I just don't feel it today. Amen. Because what would happen... What would happen if one Sunday you know, the preacher said, Hey, I just don't feel like preaching. I'm just going to tell stories. Let me just tell you some stories today. The Bible says that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that are lost. Do you realize that you participate in the preaching with your feedback? You participate in the preaching with your affirmation and your amens and that's right and I believe that and and your excitement, that is preaching. So the preacher can preach and yell and scream like that one little girl told me. She said, why are you screaming and spitting? I said, I don't know, that's just what I do when I preach. I realize that that can look funny. But you know what? If I'm screaming and spitting and you're just looking at me, everybody's like, what's wrong with that guy? But if I'm screaming and spitting or the preacher's getting excited and he's all red in the face and you're red in the face and everybody, wow! You know what God can do with that? Man, people are going to look around and say, this church is for real. These people are on fire. Man, this is exciting. I want to be a part of something like this. Amen? Would you stand with me? So I want you to step out in faith today. Whether you come to this altar or you kneel right where you are, and I want you to commit to God today, God, I'm stepping out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna separate myself from the things that don't please you. I'm gonna let you take out of my life whatever shouldn't be there. And God, I'm gonna give you full control for 2019. I want to be the church, Amen. Not, not just the building. I want to be the building. I want to be the church. I want to be the, the the called out ones. I want to be the separated ones. I want to be the powerful ones. I want to be the ones that a light on the hill for those that are in darkness. Amen. And God will honor that prayer. God will honor your commitment today and you will see God do things that you have never imagined. And I'm excited because 2019 is going to be off the hook. Amen. It's going to be awesome. God is going to do some incredible things. So let's talk to him today.